Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy couldn't make it today. He is stuck in the soybean field, so he apologizes. But, yeah, you know, I think he had a couple bad weather days and, you know, kind of had a little break in the weather, so he needs to take this opportunity to uh, harvest the soybeans. Or He is he so full of it. He lost his oxy, and he's looking for it. <laughs> is That's that what, what it happened. is? Yeah. He lost it in the soybeans? Ah. <laughs> lost it in the soybeans. <laughs> All right. So this is episode 149. Uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, this is something new, I guess we could say. And it is called the Review Series, Volume 1, Night Radiant. I like this, man. Yeah. So let's like, you know, we had the whole listener series, right, which is very popular. Why not do the same thing in the review side, right? So we'll get things that we can review. I know you recently got the Night Radiant. Um, Andy got the Oxy4 Max. I got a new V-Control Touch. And, you know, so why not? I could do a review on the Goblin 500 2018, you know, like just yeah. why not do uh, reviews of the stuff that we get? Um, and we can make it a series so that way – well, I figured let's make it a series so that way it could keep it a little more organized than just having like random episodes where we'll talk about – you know, products that we've tested or, or fly. Would you be open to the idea of having other people like listeners come on and giving a review of something new that they have? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that would be a cool idea, too. I mean, I might have deep pockets, but I don't have deep enough pockets to cover <laughs> all the products that are out there. Yeah. So if we have listeners. Yeah, definitely. If listeners want to come on the show and do a review for us, uh, we do have a, a little format that we're going to be testing out today. And, you know, try to kind of fit that into the guidelines of how we do the review so that way it's a little bit organized. But, yeah, we're def- I'm definitely open to that. that. That'd be great. That's a great idea, in fact. Yeah, because then the angry emails aren't necessarily coming towards us either. <laughs> but no, right. I'm only really kidding. No, but that'd yeah. be cool because then you actually get like, hey, here's a guy that purchased it and his honest opinion. Sure. You know? Yeah. That'd be yeah, really definitely. cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's first catch up with your week, our week here. So what do we have? What do you, what you got going on this past week? Well, I worked on Sunday. I always do this. I always start off with Sunday instead of Friday. Maybe <laughs> my memory's going. But yeah, yeah I, I worked on Sunday with my buddy, Jerry. Um, work just worked all day in the city. Um, and Saturday was pouring, and I had my nephew's birthday party up Saturday night. So I really didn't do much except for uh, worked on the speed tank a little more and posted a couple pictures online. A lot of guys were like, hey, how big is that? I got to get something to reference. Um, yeah, just anything. Can of Coke. Yeah, Mark Ritchie was like, put a can of Coke next to it or your radio yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and take a picture. So I got I to gotta try and do that. But it's, I don't know, it's roughly 10 inches by 12 inches long, something like that. But I'll get I'll get some more pictures. I was printing out treads like crazy. Because I initially printed out flat treads, and I was like, oh, this is probably not going to move that that good. So I printed out real aggressive treads, and instead of adding just one or the other, I kind of inter 
wove them like every other one is a flat one and a aggressive one so it even makes it more aggressive so i'm kind of curious to see how long they last but i yeah. printed out a bunch of them i'm i'm almost curious if they made it flat because there's more surface area and that means there's less wear on just the spikes that stick out you know what i mean like especially on pavement i mean i yeah. guess on dirt it wouldn't be that bad but yeah that's cool though nice. yeah i'm expecting to break the stuff like right off <laughs> I guess it also depends how you do it because if it's like the spikes are layered like to the point, you know what I mean? Like if you if you had it upside down and the spike was sticking up and it's layered that way, I could see them snapping off real easy. Yeah. But if you do if they were sideways where they're layered sideways, um it probably has a little more strength to it, I guess, you know? Yeah. But it's a good point. That's not the way I printed them though. I printed them like the first way you talked about. I yeah. kind of printed them with the spike down. Okay. That was the only way I could really get it to orient itself right. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for the printing. So sure. with that and the, the supports I needed was the best way to do it. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how it comes out. But I, the other than that, I flew the Radiant again today. I say Radiant. I, I add a T to it. It's Radiant. Mm-hmm. I flew it today without the AS3X receiver and just a, I'll be getting into that later. Oh, okay, cool. So that's really all I did, man. What did you do? <clears throat> I got a bunch. So well, I worked on that jet too, but only a little bit. Nothing major. Okay. The big yeah. jet that we all got. Yep. yep. I I worked on that F sixteen jet too. Um I got all the electronics in. Uh some of the parts are glued. Uh you know, like the retract had like a two part system, right? Like you had the retracts. Um, but then like that bottom part also had like the top part and those are two glued together. Um, one wing is glued on just to see how that would work out. Wait a minute. What's with the retracts? What do you mean top and bottom part? There's a top and bottom part to the, the belly part of the retracts, the air intake, right? Of the F-16, you know how it has that like little kind of like a crescent moon scoop oh, right, on the right. bottom? Yeah. 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 So there's the bottom part and then the top part that pulls away from the main fuselage. Yeah. So yeah. then you can glue, I glued those two together since I had the retracts and all the plumbing, like the air brakes. The airlines already, you know, take down and everything. So I figured, let me just put those two together. So when I'm ready to put the bottom on, I just stick that whole thing onto the the top part of the fuselage, and then build up the back part and whatever, you know. Now I was looking for something to cap off the holes that the retracts have, but there's nothing, right? Yeah, I would have capped those off anyways. Um, I would actually probably keep them as like cheater holes, they call them. Okay. So just get that more um, open airflow into the EDF because the 90 mil EDF is freaking huge. Yeah, it's, and I, I got the EDF in and I mm-hmm. kind of test fit the other piece that goes on the top. There's like a hatchway. Yep, yep, the, the little hatch. Yeah, I still got to cut that hatch side out, but I did cut out to make room for the 90 mil EDF into there, the uh, free wing one that we got. But yeah, so so I've been working on that. All the electronics are in. I, I have the uh, Hobbywings ESC, all my servos. I have like crazy amount of battery leads because it seems like I'll need like, I don't know, 18 inches, 20 inches of yeah. of wire to get the you know connector up to where the battery is going to be sitting. So, but the ESC sits right in front of the EDF. Yeah. So it's really far back and doesn't you know, I'd say what a three foot plane, like from you know tail to tip or tip to tail, whatever you call it. No way, man! It's as tall as my wife. She was standing downstairs, and I said, no. "Look how big this plane is!" And she came up, yeah, and from the tail to the nose was almost taller than her. And she's like five foot. 
Okay, so maybe even five foot ten. I, I didn't think it was that big. I'm I'm looking at it right now and it's laying down flat, but you know, upside down flat and I don't okay, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so I got I got all that. I got the extensions for the servos. Um pretty much going to where it needs to go. I I am gonna glue the other wing in and then glue the spar in and then start building up the bottom. Once I get the bottom in, then I'll put the vertical um, thin, you know, vertical stabilizer and stuff in there. So nice. the rudder, <clears throat> but yeah. So overall, that thing is coming, uh, coming together very well. I still got, you know, like I said, I still got a lot, a bit to go before it's uh, complete. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the air retracts, but I think I need more pressure, like we were talking earlier. Yeah, to I'm gonna try, try it out. Pressure. I mean, you know, Eric and um and Rob, who have you know, who has the same plane as us, um, has more experience at that, so. You know what? What I do like about the air retracts is it's a single line system, so that means it's air up and spring down. So it defaults. You know, if, if there's not enough pressure to keep the retracts up, it'll just pop down, and that's fine. So that's pretty okay. cool. Uh, let's see. I started rebuilding the Goblin 700 comp that I got from Jared, and I do need to make a correction from last week. It wasn't a botched auto. I thought it was for some reason, but it wasn't. Um, oh, what he did. Yeah, yeah, to, to, to cause a crash. Okay. It was, uh, yeah, he reminded me that it was a flybar's link that, that broke in flight. So, he, you know, when one link, one blade loses complete tracking, it's, you know, kind of wobbles and he, you know, he basically autoed it down. And, and um, because of the broken link, he couldn't keep the head speed Two up. Two blades enter, one blade leaves. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> But yeah, I got all my parts in. Um, I'm basically converting that into a Thunder Sport with the quick battery tray system. So that way it's compatible with all my batteries for my Black Thunder. Um, nice. I am going to take the servos out of the Black Thunder, which are the BK8000, I want to say 8001s. Or it might be 8002s, one of those. Um, and put it in a Nightbird because I have an order of the Cal Stacy edition servos on, you know, on order. So yes. hopefully those will be in soon, and I, I'll give those a try. I figure I'm going to fly the Black Thunder more than I'm going to fly my Nightbird, so it'll be easier for me to do like a test and a review on those servos um, on a bird that I'm going to fly more often. So yeah. Oh yeah, I flew uh, this Sunday. I wrote Saturday for some reason. I flew on Sunday, and it was ah man, it has it has to be about three or four months since I flew at Polda. Yeah, it was awesome to meet up with the club members again that I haven't seen in so long. Like you know, our good friend Mike DeGenero, uh Tony, uh, Pete, Perry, uh, Eric. Um, which actually we've been hanging out a lot with Eric because he's been coming to a lot of heli fun flies with us. But Eric, um, then a little later on in the afternoon, John, John, or John Reyes came through, and our friend Ricky Cricky. Um, let's see who else was there. This is Frank. And a couple other members were there too, so it was a, it was a pretty busy day. It was actually, you know, and we had like probably about four or five guys on the quad side ripping through those gates and stuff. So it was pretty busy at the field. But I gotta say, I got in, I don't know, maybe about like seven, six flights. I almost went through a gallon, I think. Um, nice. on nitro, the black uh, black nitro sport. I did, uh, you know, I flew like three or four packs on the. Goblin 500, which flew great. And I flew a plank. What? Yeah. I made in my FT Edge 540. Oh, right, right. 
How did that go? Holy crap. The first flight was hairy as hell. Mm-hmm, Way too much throws, not enough expo, even though I had like 70% dialed in, it was still not enough because the throws were just insane. So it was just like twitchy as hell, you know. So the first minute of the flight was just like, whoa, 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 you know, like one of those, like, you know, like your body's swinging back and forth trying to give it English and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I've, I've, I was like, okay, it's, just fly like a heli. Very small movements, right? When you're trying to hover. So very small movements. Got it around. Landed. I took the throws. And I literally was like 50, 70, and uh, 80, like 90 agility. Right. I went down 30 on bank one. Like oh, all the way down. And you know what? It flew perfect. <laughs> it flew perfect. It flew great. Well, what do they recommend on that thing? Like how much would you think? I don't know. It's probably like to start off 11 degrees, right? Isn't that kind of like a general consensus to like start with 11 degrees and work your way up? I guess, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, being a 3D plate, I'm like, give me all of it. 120, you know, on the servo and endpoints. Like, you know, give me as much. Because uh, I had small servo arms on it. So I wasn't getting a lot of angle anyways. But it was still way too much. It's way too light. And I flew it. It was good. I flew it a couple of times. And then oh, nice. you know, me being who I am, I'm like, let me try bank two. No gyros in any banks, right? And I didn't dial in any uh, gyro games or anything. So zero assistance from the, um, from the not the Neo. What do I have in there? The mini V-bar. So I fly it. I go to bank two. I start rolling. And I'm like, whoo, this is nice. It rolls. And I'm rolling down, and I'm like, full elevator down. And I guess I only adjusted the, what do you call it, the aileron, <laughs> not the elevator bank too. So uh. it's still way too little of elevator, and I just nosedived that thing right into the ground. Oh, no. Yeah, so I broke the motor mount off, but beyond that, the airframe looks pretty good. Um, the landing gears, the, that those landing gears, the way like, the wires are designed, they don't work. Maybe I'm using too thin of a wire, but it it. It like just sags. It doesn't hold the plane up. No. So I took the landing gears off. Um, I'll probably just fly it as a belly lander for now until I could get like something a little more solid as far as landing gears. Maybe I'll take those three D printed ones I I made for the. Um, oh yeah. What was that FT? Um, you made you made some for the baby blender for me and the that baby FT three D. No, but the, the blender though. That's the one. Um, I have the actual landing gear and then the 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 three D printed wheels. Right. So it was too heavy on the baby blender, but I mean, I have a Park 480 on this thing. This thing, like two feet straight into the air, even dragging the landing gears from from it being too weak, it would just take off. It didn't matter. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely, it's good. I just gotta. I'll just redo the uh, motor box, and I should be good to go. I don't uh, have enough time, dude, uh, to try all these damn planes out that I want to try. I know between the helicopters and plane, it's it's hard to to allocate time at all for yeah. any of it. I know. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I finally shipped out some stickers <laughs> to our, one of our listeners, Jericho Bird. Oh boy! <laughs> I think you nice. requested it literally a year ago. <laughs> literally. So, yeah. So and he's still hanging in. Yeah, yeah. What a guy. He's, he's still listening. He's still hanging. In. <laughs> so Jerry, I got those sent out to you today. I uh, went out like. Priority mail, first mail, whatever, uh, first class. So you should get it in like two days or three days. So um, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll have them in your hands. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did I do anything else? 
No, I think that's it. All right. Cool. All right, so let's uh, let's go into the main topic, our little free for RC review. Main topic. Yeah. So this is, I think this is your first real review, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is the first time we're doing this. Right. But we never did a review like even. Yeah, we've we've always talked about stuff and. Yeah, yeah, our general thoughts on stuff, right? Yeah, but we never really. I mean, we went. We had an episode early on about all the flight test planes we had and. What mm-hmm. we would do with those and kind of review on all of those. And we've done a bunch of Hobby King planes, not reviewed them, but just talked about them. Yeah. Yeah. So this, how this makes it a little more. Heavy. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> all of them tail heavy and buy extra props right off the bat because you're oh, going to break. Boy. You're going to tip yeah. forward. Um, okay. So, yeah, this is our first like more official. Man, we're growing up, aren't we? <laughs> yes. I can't stand it. I know. It's no, great. <laughs> No, this is a good idea because I know, you know, I I don't know, this just came at a good time too because I usually don't buy stuff first thing and and like this, but I saw it, I was there, it was good price, so picked it up and uh, I can give everybody my thoughts on it. Wait, 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 you didn't pick it up, your wife picked it up. How awesome is that if Joanna buy you this plane? Yeah. I awesome. mean, it might have came out of your pocket, but <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I don't know if you guys have shared accounts or whatever, but... <laughs> <laughs> But still, she took the time to, uh, yeah, you know, very cool to order for you. So that's awesome. All right, so let's go into review. So uh, the first thing, so I'm just gonna go over the top, like the, um, yeah, yeah, the subject, I guess, and then you can go into what your thoughts are. So okay. uh, first impressions. Yeah, my first impressions. Uh, it's your typical Horizon hobby, you know, plane comes shipped packed, very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. the two wings were kind of wedged into the styrofoam in a way where it was, it was just packed really good, even though you know, I think it was FedEx or UPS, probably UPS, you know, it's a big box. So it got banged up a, a little it's bit. It's a and big plane, right? Like the, what's the wingspan on that? The wingspan is 78.7 inches, 200, 2000 millimeters, 2000 millimeters. That's so, yeah. yeah. So that's, it's, it's over six foot. Yeah. It's like six foot, four inches. No, six and a half feet. It's big, but you know, the, the um, but the wings break down. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they they come with a spar and all that and break down. But anyways, yeah. um, yeah, uh, they they offer two different packages. They offer a bind and fly or a receiver ready package. I got the bind and fly because it was only twenty dollars more. I figure, you know, for twenty dollars, I'll just get the receiver. Both are under two hundred bucks. I got mine from Motion RC, but nice. uh, a Horizon Hobby has the same prices. You know, um. Mm-hmm. I think one seventy nine for the for the receiver ready and one ninety nine for the for the bind and fly. The manual's your typical Hobby King manual or you know that, Hobby that King? style. <laughs> oh, sorry, Horizon Hobby. <laughs> yeah, style. You know that style manual. Uh, I, I don't has, recall. I don't recall because I don't think I. Well, you know your Park Zone Sequoia that kind of thing would. I never bought one new. Yeah, but you got a manual with it, didn't you? Or no? No, I just bought the plane. I no box or nothing. Oh, jeez. But is it like um is it like the blade helicopters? Because yeah. that's a horizon hobby, right? So. Similar to that, yeah. Okay, okay. So I know what the manuals look like. Okay. So, so it's pretty detailed. Mm-hmm. But I mean this is really It gives you really a full not, setup for your spectrum, right? Like, you know, channels, throws, everything like your right. dual rates, all that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean and it's not like like I, like I was saying, it's not there's not a lot of channels used. There's only three channels used because it's only, you know, elevator and rudder and throttle. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I'll get into the rest of that. But uh, the next thing you have here is your build. Yep. And so what's the build like? It's very easy. You know, the, the wings go on a spar and the yeah. LEDs that are, that are in the LEDs are carved into a channel into the wings and the elevator. And for those of you who don't know, they run through the fuselage and mm-hmm. they, they sequence and all this. And it's through basic radiant with that done to it. And I actually counted the amount of different patterns that are, that are in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, uh, little controller that they have. And, uh, there's 60, what did I count? 66? No, I counted 68 different patterns. And each pattern wow. has seven different speeds. Wow. So, that's a lot of different patterns. Yeah. Wow. It's 68 times seven combinations. <laughs> yeah. And I should have started off by saying this is the Night Radiant FT mm-hmm. flight test model Radiant. Yeah. So the, the, the sequencing looks really cool. I mean, it goes from all green, all, all blue, you know, basically your RGB colors that you can always get, you know, the red, green, the blues, the purple, the white, and then it does different things and there's different combinations. It, it's, it's really cool, but the build process went really, really easy because it's two wings that go on a spar and then you plug the little LED, you know, they're just regular servo extension type ends, you know, and you plug them into a, into um a distribution board that's that's in a little hatch underneath the fuselage uh, and this was my first mod that i did was i and i'll go through the mods later but um this was the first mod i did right then and there was to take two little six inch extensions and have them come out the little holes by the wings instead of me having to push the wings and push those things down feed them through each time you know i could just plug them in and then stuff it down in there and put the wings on it made it made it quicker nice and the elevator install mm-hmm uh, this is my second mod. Uh, my elevator install. I, I kind of watched YouTube to get a feel for what, you know, what guys were doing to this right off the bat. And in the manual, it says to install the elevator and keep it secured with four little pieces of tape. And what happened to one guy was, uh, because the elevator push rod is on the bottom, I guess he didn't have enough throw once the elevator started moving back towards the rudder to actually work the elevator push it back up so it started to pull it down and he couldn't get it to come back up so he kind of nosedived into the ground so i was like well i don't really want that happening so Mm -hmm. i i glued it in you know measure it both sides you know get it in the middle yeah make sure you glue it in so that's my uh my second mod Uh, and i'll go over the mods again at the end i guess sure sure it's kind of weird that they just tape it in i guess they make it so you can remove them <clears throat> or maybe if you crash, they're easy to remove. Or you know, like if you land in tall grass or something, rip it off. You know, but I, I just know. find that odd that it's just taped on. Like they yeah. don't, it's not screwed, or you know, maybe at least some foam tack or something. You know. Yeah, that's basically what I did. Foam tacked it in. Mm-hmm. Hot glue. You could hot glue it in. You could epoxy it in. Mm. Be yeah. careful of hot glue because if your hot glue is really hot, yeah, you can melt that foam. And and I kind of did that on the F sixteen just a tad, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. What about your setup? So the setup on it is very stock. Uh, what happens with your, it's a 3S battery and mm-hmm. your balance lead plugs into the LED connector that, you know, fires up the LEDs and all that. And your, your basic, um, battery lead plugs into the ESC just like it normally would. Uh, they recommend a 1300 to 2200 milliamp hour battery. I started my first flight. I had 1500s laying around and I ordered some 1800s and the 1500 worked great. It was 
you know, it's CG'd in the correct spot, which is another mod or another thing I'm going to point out. Well, I did last episode, but I'll okay. point it out again. Uh, and the 1800s worked out great today. I, I flew it again on that. And, uh, yeah, Are you so going to try a 22 next? I don't know if you can You should fit. have those, right? I have them, but I don't know if it would actually fit in there without carving a little bit of the foam out. It's very packed. And now with a couple of the things that I've done, it's even more packed. But you have that. The lead that controls the LEDs has a slide switch on it. This is all like just soldered onto a set of wires. has a slide switch, and then it has a little power supply board, and then it has the intelligent board, and then it goes to the LEDs. Wow. So, okay. yeah, you have all this kind of strung along and, you know, with that and then with like a couple of things that I did, I don't know if I'd have room in there for 2200s. I could try it. But I mean, I'm, I was getting, I was getting 10 minutes out of a 1500. So I'm, I'm guessing I'll, I'll get a little bit more out of the 1800s. But after 10 minutes, you know, probably want to come down. I mean, and know? that's 10 minutes of like, on and, that, and off throttle, right? But not like exactly. If you caught a thermal, like you'd probably be up there for an additional ten minutes. Right, right. Because this one of the yeah one of the major characteristics of this plane is it's very floaty, mm-hmm. extremely floaty plane, great <clears throat> glider. Yeah, I mean with that kind of wingspan with it being light and that you know Horizon has like developed their foam to be such a durable light foam now that yeah. yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right. And what about your first flight? How's the maiden? The maiden was really, really good. I flew down in Palda. I waited till it kind of started getting dark. I didn't want to get completely dark for the maiden. Sure. But I, I waited, you know, until it started getting a little darker. I could see the top of trees and stuff. I think it was even a little blue out. It flew great. I, I didn't have any, I didn't have much wind. So uh, I can't say, you know, how it reacted as far as the AS3X, you know, to, to the wind. Mm-hmm. It's like just very majestic. It's a radiant, you know. It just flies <laughs> really nice. slow and cool. And I can imagine me going up and doing some stuff and tons of other guys flying and whatever and me just hanging out for a while, you know. Nice. But I did notice that it pitched up when I gave it throttle, even with the AS3X. I noticed oh, really? That it pitched up. It was, you know, it was a little like I had to mess around with the elevator a little bit. And the elevator, yeah, I don't know. It kind of moves everything. It's It's a little weird. It moves the whole, it's because it tapers down so much. You know, I don't know if this is how radiants usually are, but it kind of moved, it, it moves the rudder slightly, you know, when it moves the elevator because the way the body tapers down. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but so you're I saying mean, like the whole tail flexes a little? Just a little, yeah. Okay. But I mean, that might be just how it is, but, you know, because it gets so, it gets so small and narrow down towards the tail. Yeah. But it was a good flight, man. I landed a few times, changed the setting, which is another thing I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Threw it back up. Cool. Crash. Tell me you didn't crash it. Did I crash? And if so, how did I handle it? Well, on the very last flight. Oh, no. <laughs> did you? The, really? The very last flight, I was coming in. Now, we have that we have that runway, that, what is it, Neoprex or what the hell is it called? Geotex. Geotex. Yeah. Uh, Texel, runway yeah, and because this plane's white i didn't and it has a little plastic runners on it but they're not on the wing tips so you know you slow down and then the wing tips over and you get sure. black all over your wing yeah. i was like you know i don't want to land on the runway every time even though that does make it easier mm-hmm. uh, i tried to 
come down and there was nobody at the club so i i kind of came down in between the pits and the runway where that grass is and i was landing there a few times so on the very last flight and we have we have a couple of posts uh that are holding up a fence behind us you know like a little you know here's where yeah. you stand kind of fence yeah yeah it's more stand just a marker there. than really a yeah. fence like but a yeah i know fence what you type mean. of thing mm-hmm. yeah so I was coming down, and I was coming down, and I was like, all right, I'm going to land, I'm going to land. And I was sitting in a chair at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> so it came down, and it was just, it floats forever, this plane. So coming down, it's about five feet off the ground, four, three, two. And I, I'm going to hit one of the little, you know, on deck or standing areas we have when you're flying. So I gave it a little power. It went up over that, and then it, as it started coming back down, it hit one of the posts holding the snow fence up mm-hmm. and just... It dinged uh, the one wing, put a nice like dent in the one wing. So I took some hot water to it when I got home, and I never tried this before. I wanted to try it and see what would yeah. happen. Does it work? It actually pushed it out a good, good way, good you know part of the way out. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe probably three quarters of the way out. The oh last, wow! Like, like quarter, it didn't work anymore. So I just covered it over with some packing tape, you know, some clear packing tape, mm-hmm. just to keep that airfoil you know sure yeah oh that's cool i don't know I, yeah i always wonder if that worked <laughs> yeah me too but uh that was it that was the only crash i've had with it so far all hopefully right so I don't have any more yeah yeah hopefully not i mean it's such a slow flying plane like <laughs> you would think like oh crap i'm gonna hit a pole hmm yeah get a cup of coffee okay i just brewed my coffee okay here's some sugar here's some milk oh okay let me make it let me change the let me turn it you know like well you know i i i I know it's it's slow but i still like when you're powering up you don't want to i didn't want to do anything stupid and it's really hard to spot land this thing you know yeah and i guess i was trying to get it to come in kind of close so my big ass fat ass didn't have to get up and walk too far Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever yeah all right uh so let's go talk about what do you like your what's your likes about it your pros i've always wanted to get a radiant yeah i flew jeff's little umx and i loved it and i flew another guy's at flight fest i I couldn't even tell you what year it was and i loved it it was great umx or the big one the small one yeah i never flew the big one okay and uh you know everybody talks about how great the this model is so always wanted one, and it's great. It's a fantastic flyer, man. It flies really good, you know. It, at the and it, it's cool that the lights are there because that at night when it, when the winds calm, calm down, that's when you want to fly this thing, you know. And the lights are there to have a show as you're flying Wait, around. So you don't want to fly it when there's wind. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't think you would want to fly it when it's gusty. Hmm. Why is that? No, no, I was just thinking gliders, you know, like welcome the wind because, you know, when there's wind, that means there's thermals, right? Because there's a low pressure and a high pressure zone, right? Well, I I don't know. It, it kind of rocks around a bunch. In the, it's nothing like the kunai, you know, how like that could handle like when we were flying that thing 25 mile an hour winds one day, you know? Yeah, it just cuts through it because it's so thin and profiled, yeah, right? Yeah, this thing I think would get blown around. I mean, a little wind is okay. Mm-hmm. I would guess. And I flew it today. It was it was kind of gusty here and there, but yeah. I didn't. I haven't flown up there in a long time, so I wasn't taking any chances, like going up way too high. And plus, you kind of want it to slow down so you can enjoy the light show, you know, as it's going by. True, true, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, like I said, the lights are awesome. It's just a really cool plane. I love the fact that it's really majestic and kind of slow. Because, you know, we're, we go to these fun flies down. I, I, I noticed that, you know, a, as night comes on, there's a couple of planes flying around the, the, you know, Rob has his, um, his, visionaire. Uh, visionaire. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and guys are flying that around. It's, it looks really cool. And it's kind of like the intermission before we start, you know, killing it with the night stuff for the, the helicopters, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I'll bring it and fly it around during then or whenever. I don't know, but I'll probably bring it to the field. And now that winter's coming, you know, it's going to get dark sooner. Yes. So I'll definitely like 430. I'll be flying it if I'm still mm-hmm. at the field yeah. <laughs> or whatnot. And I like that the price was under $200, man, even though I didn't buy it, but I did buy it. You know, <laughs> sure. I, I thought that I think that's a great price. And I mean, so let me let me phrase it this way. Great price, definitely. But I mean, we're we're skewed because we buy freaking thousand dollar helicopters, right? Two thousand dollars. You know, our servos cost more than this plane. But yeah, I can't say that too loud. But yes, I agree. <laughs> but um, how is the price of the value of what you're getting? Like bang for the buck. That's what I want to know. Well, that's a good question. Bang for the buck. You know, like because you you've bought other planes in this price range, right? The Sequoia's around this price range, and you know I'm sure a couple, maybe not Hobby King planes, but but even then they're still pretty close. Like my EFX ratio was like one thirty, I think I paid for it at one twenty. So I mean, you know, bang for the buck. Like I mean, I know you didn't get a lot of time on it yet, but still, you you've definitely seen what the night setup looks like. You've seen it. You flew it. You know what the characteristics of the flight looks like. So. Bang for the buck. What do you think? I think it's a pretty good bang for the buck. I think it's like an eight, you know, one out eight of ten. Out of 10? It's probably probably oh. eight out of ten. Yeah. Okay. No, that's because fair. you're getting a really good format in the, the mm-hmm. glider itself, and then you're getting the added bonus of, you know, the light show that that happens. Sure. And I think, I mean, I'm partial, but you know, I, flight tests will always have a place, right? For like, I guess you could say a place in my heart, you know, just because yeah. it really brought um, flight, made it achievable, right? So I love that it's branded with the flight test stuff. I love the logo. I love the gremlin on it. Like, I think, yeah, the I don't know, to me, huge. that adds to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a quarter of the wing, right? On one side, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Big. it's like a third of the wing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's enormous. So that's cool. Okay. So good value. Um, just I cool mean, lights show and all that stuff. When I weighed against, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Bixler two that I bought and at the sure. time I bought yeah. it for what I bought it as, you know, a trainer sort of, you know, yeah. a plane that's easy to fly, mm-hmm. uh, had rudder in it. I, I bought that with nothing in it for like 90 and I had to add everything else. I'm probably oh, up so around the same, you know, at least. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a couple of servos and a receiver, yeah. you're definitely going to be close to 70 to hundred bucks. Yep, motor ESC. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I I think it's pretty good, pretty good bang for the buck, man. Awesome. I like to hear that. Yeah, they they did a nice job on this. Okay, now let's go into the cons. What's your dislikes on it? All right, my biggest my biggest gripe oh <laughs> was, and this is this is you know just it struck me funny as it not being a typical flight test thing. Um, I guess maybe people know about it. I didn't know about it when I bought it. That you cannot change the patterns or the speed of the LEDs unless you land, unless there's no, and there's no other way. I was going to say unless somebody knows something I don't, but uh, 
there's no way to do it. Uh, is it a physical button or is it like it is. how it's? Yeah, it's a physical button on the circuit board. There's three of them. Once to change the speed and once to advance the pattern, once to, you know, previous the pattern, go back sort of in the pattern, which, yeah, I'm like, uh, that's not going to live too well with me. You know, I had to. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to cut it, right? Yeah. So I definitely, that's one of the mods I did. And I'll go into that. Um, but I, I found it kind of surprising that, you know, you couldn't change that in flight. I don't know if that was intentional. If they wanted people to land it and change it, just seemed kind of strange. Like why you wouldn't have at least at least two channels to where you could you yeah. know, change change things. Change, yeah, especially it because like speed. I mean, everyone. I mean, okay. I mean, maybe I'm making assumptions, but uh, most of the the RC community will at least have a a five or a six channel radio, right? Right. So if yeah. you even bought, you know, you bought your bind and fly, like. You have those extra channels. Why not make the receiver uh, capable of, or that LED module capable of getting receiver inputs to, you know, cycle those? Right. It seemed kind of strange. Like why you wouldn't do that? I mean, that would if I was to design this, that would be like one of the major things I would want to do. Yeah. You know why have that all? Why have sixty eight different patterns that you can't change? You know, unless you land it. That that would. That would be that would be something I would be like no 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 we have to make it to where you could change it with at least one channel you know button I could see maybe changing the speed but if you're gonna do one you might as well do the other you know yeah the other thing I didn't like was once I got the idea that I'm gonna I'm gonna use the two other channels to do that I could not for the life of me and maybe I can give it to you Steve you can see if you can get it to work but I could not for the life of me take that stock AR six three six receiver and get the other three channels to work no matter what i did it might be disabled it could be disabled i tried everything i tried hooking up a plain servo yeah. right put it on a switch i tried it with i bound it to a receiver that i know works I, and it was mm-hmm. fine I, I rebound back to this receiver and the servo was getting power and it would not move but no matter if i disconnect the battery and then reposition the servo manually and plug the battery back in it didn't move at all but it wouldn't move back to the previous position and i couldn't move it with my hand because it was getting power so it's kind of weird what was going on but it, i could i spent at least two three hours trying to get that to work and i know that you had had issues with the sequoia that we were talking about uh-huh. where you had bought the programmer and said yep. you know i want to i want to turn off i want to disable yeah, or like turn the yeah, or just turn down the gains, right? Or turn down the gains, yeah. yeah. And when you after you bought the programmer and found it, you couldn't, it wouldn't work on the receiver that you bought with the plane. You, they told you, you know, you had to buy a a separate receiver that yeah, didn't come to, with the plane, right? You had to buy like a standalone version, not the model specific version. Yes, right. I'm, so at that point, I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what I have to do, you know. And I'm like, well, I'm just gonna try it with a, I'll try it with a six channel receiver that i have you know dsmx mm-hmm. so that brings me to the mods that i did on this yeah what kind of mods uh so one of the mods that i did was i like i said i glued the elevator in mm-hmm. the other mod that really is like one of the first things that everybody should realize is that the manual is wrong about the two and a half inches i watched the guy on youtube and i didn't try it at two and a half inches but i tried it at three inches back from the leading edge and that fl- it flies great 
uh, three inches back. So that's another mod that I guess you could say. You know, well, I wouldn't consider a mod, but I consider a tech tip or a tip. Yeah, tip or yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we can add that tech tip. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I noticed that I changed was they have this beautiful LED strip, and it's not like your, you know, your your Hobby King LEDs. It's it's they're pretty tight together to LEDs, and they sequence and they make some really cool patterns. And then they covered it up in parts with two racing stripes underneath with two decals on each wing. And I was like, well, that kind of doesn't make sense to me because now at night I can't see the LEDs through the decals. Yeah, you have like a blank spot, right? Of yeah, the, it's like the line of LEDs. Right. It's all diffused kind of white. And then there's mm-hmm. a blank spot because they put these two red racing stripes on each wing. So I cut those out. I just put a straight edge on and like just cut that one section out. The other thing I did was to, well, that I want to do is the canopy is really sleek and it, it goes on really well. And there's two magnets on, you know, the front and the back of the canopy that hold it in. There's a NACA duck cut in and everything. It's like nice. a smoked canopy. It's really nice. They did a really nice job. My only gripe on the canopy was I'd like to put some, maybe an inch or three quarters of an inch of tape on each side, that grip tape. You know, mm-hmm. that you put on stairs or something. I might yeah, run, or skateboards. Run on, yeah, <laughs> or skateboards. Yeah, exactly. Run that on each side because I can see myself rubbing the canopy and the fuselage in that one spot every time trying to get the canopy off. Because it, 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 when it's on, it's on. And it's on really well. It's just, tight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I may be like a little black and it would blend right in, you know. Just I mean, can you just can you just do like a, you know how like the FT used to do with the canopies? You put a little folded tape on the end of it where you just. Boop, you can pull it right off. Yeah, I could probably do something like that too. Yeah. yeah. I just think because like grip tape, it might be an eyesore than like a little clear tape sticking out you know, that you could just grab. Just, just yeah. you know, just a suggestion. I don't know. Uh, no, I'll have to see the way it's molded because it's like it's convex, the curve on, on the camera. Yeah. So I'll and see it's if tight there's a spot too, probably for that. Said, yeah, right. it is tight. Okay. But I mean, it looks great. Did, did a nice job. Nice. Okay. The, the major mm-hmm. mod I'm doing to this thing, or I did already to this thing, was to take the i cut the little shrink wrap away from the circuit board that does the controlling of the leds took my meter yeah and i checked out to ground one side of the little buttons are grounded and what what happens is when you want to change things you're actually you know completing the circuit and putting the ground over to the other side of the little buttons i took a picture um i'm probably get something together on the ft articles or on our facebook page definitely on our facebook page Uh uh-huh and I have to look because I didn't even look at, at the FT uh, site. I probably should have because somebody probably did this already. But um, I soldered, you know, one to the ground and then two to each other side of the the buttons. And I had some uh, Hobby King sells a, a ch- re- receiver channel like converter that converts it to basically a switch. Yeah, it's a it's an it's a remote switch that you that uses a PCM um, PWM input. Yeah, but it's the output is kind of strange because it's not just on or off, like power or not power. Well, it has to see a kind of a load, so it's not like a switch that you think. Uh, okay. So it's it's a little bit. So basically, with with some trial and error, what I did was, you know, I, I soldered on, I cut a servo extension, and I soldered those three on, and I made it so I could plug it in, you know, on and off if I wanted to. So I I have ground coming out, and then then two other leads. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I grounded the two of the switches from each receiver from each channel together. And then the other two were going to do the controlling. 
But I noticed that when I had it on a switch, I have one on a switch, one on a button, and I noticed that it's hard to explain. The only way I can get no my my button is to change the speed and my switch is to change the pattern. And uh-huh. the only way I can get the switch to work is to hold the button in and then the switch will work. And then if I release the button I, and I tap it a few times, I can change the, the speed no problem. Hmm. And I went and did some pull-down resistors to try and solve that problem. I really didn't look into it for long. I was just working on it one night after work. Then there's a bunch of different ways you can set the output, either on or off or back to the last state or toggle on and off. And I think what's happening is, and I tried all different combinations, and that's, that's on the little receiver converter thing itself. And the way it's just worked for me now is to hold that button in and I can change the pattern. I might, I might switch it around to where I can just flick the switch and then just leave it and then get the pattern I want and then just toggle the switch a few times to whatever speed I want, you know? I wonder if we could use something like, uh, you know how like the V controls, I mean, I, this is probably on your DX9, right? But right. on a, on the V control, you have like the three way switch, but half the switch is momentary. Right. So I wonder if you could like off position, you click it in the middle position, which is on, and then you can cycle through your thing, and then you can toggle the momentary to do your speed. You well, know what I was mean? thinking about that, but I didn't know how to assign two channels to one switch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to do it on a DX9, but yeah. Yeah, you could do that on a V-Control with my macro cells, but yeah, that that would be probably pretty difficult to try to figure out. And on a side note, dude... You made me mm-hmm. remember something. While I was trying to get that receiver working, uh, I also tried binding two receivers to my my Spectrum, my DX9. Mm-hmm. And I was able to bind both receivers. But what was what was happening, so what I was going to do is I was going to use the one receiver that, that came with it stock for the control surfaces and mm-hmm. the other receiver I was going to use for the LEDs. Mm-hmm. And what was happening was the control surface was like stuttering. It was weird. Like you would make a turn and then a half second later that the, it would move. It was oh, almost wow. like it was lagging. It was yeah. really bizarre. I think that's because they weren't the exact same kind of receiver. Like one was the AR636 and one was like 610 or whatever, something old I had. I, I wonder if it's almost like <laughs> what, what you described just kind of reminded me of something like uh, like a token ring network. You know, like it, yeah. it doesn't get that information until it goes through that first receiver then it, then it goes to the second receiver and gets that information so like it's delayed almost you know well, that's what, what it, what's crazy is i was watching some online videos on how to do that because i said mm-hmm. okay maybe i can do that what blew my mind is a guy had two orange rx receivers both the same kind um he had two servos plugged into the rudder channel he bound them both to the same radio and then one channel he had one rudder channel doing one thing on one receiver and the other rudder channel doing something different on the other. And I was like, I don't even know how the hell he's doing that. Cause I couldn't even select like through the channels, like what I wanted, like by receiver, you know? Yeah. It was very strange, but I, I was like, at that point I was like, all right, forget it. I'll just put a, I'll just put a regular receiver in it. So in the midst of ordering stuff this week, I actually ordered one of the new receivers that they have. The antenna list receivers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're so, new ones, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to check that out, see how that, those are going to be. Oh, awesome. Yeah, those are the um, the AR620s, yeah, DSMX sport receiver. Sweet. says it's a full-range receiver, so. Yeah, 
And I like mm-hmm. the idea that there's no antennas or not like really long antennas protruding out, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they're cheap, and, too. They're not really expensive. Nice. All right. So what's your final conclusion on this, on your review? Let's wrap well, it up. Well, uh, just so the, our listeners know, you know, I've only flown this thing a few times one day and then once today. So I haven't really gotten a lot of flights in on it. I like it. I can't wait to fly it more at a field that I know that I'm comfortable at. And um, I love being able to change the light pattern. I think that's just cool. It's like right up my alley. <laughs> it's just it's silly, but it's cool, silly. It's awesome. And the and the batteries I got were cheap. The eighteen hundreds, man. I got four of them. I could probably go easily an hour on all four batteries. So are you getting one? It's funny that you just said that. Oh boy. Thank you for your order. I just ordered one. No, you didn't, did you? I should you not. Oh my I have my God. order number right here. Oh, I, I, I did do the uh, plug and play version, the um, 179, because yeah. uh, I'm going to put a V bar in there. <laughs> like I'm not flying a Spectrum, I just, yeah. you know. So I think I'm going to be selling my Kunai because I don't need two gliders. But you know what I was thinking is that yeah, you know, there's a lot of times where we go to these heli fun flights, and at nighttime, who cares what you fly? Just you know, whatever. Like you know, the helis will fly on one side with the the stuff. Um, but like, like say it's South Jersey, we could fly, you know, maybe yeah. a night set up on the other side of the field and not bother anyone. So yeah. Well, that'll be cool, man. I just bought another f-ing plane. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> He's <laughs> shit. Oh man. But dude, how good these reviews are going to, huh? It's <laughs> such Wait. a good deal, dude. 179. It is. it is. It's not bad price at all. Pretty you know awesome. what you get. And yeah. Like I said, I really like I like the flight test stuff. Like I like I like supporting them, you know. And I'm sure yeah. I don't know if flight test gets any kind of cut from this or anything because they're branding of their, you know, of their like their logo partnership with this. But I mean, hey, you know, next time we go to flight fest, hell yeah, we're gonna yeah. be flying these radians, and we'll, you know what? I'm even gonna go as far as this RC after our guys. <laughs> I don't know if you still listen to our show, but if you do, <laughs> get couple because let's do a night radiant fly yeah and each of us will have a different pattern going so or a different pattern plus speed so it wouldn't be like mike saying which one is that am i flying my plane or someone else's radiant yeah <laughs> so and you know i was talking to jeff about it real quick i you know i sent him a text message about getting uh-huh. it and because because he had the umx one and i think we had talked one time about getting the full size and he was like geez that that price that's like the same or less expensive than the actual radiant. I think at the time the actual radiant was like over two hundred dollars uh, a couple of years ago. I might be mistaken about that, but uh, when I looked at Motion RC, the, it, they're out of stock on the actual radiant without the LEDs, and it's mm-hmm. exactly the same price. It's one seventy nine. Yeah, that's a no brainer. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. <laughs> I just f-ing bought another plane. What is nuts? I'm f-ing out of control. You're out of control. And it's not like I even like flying planes. <laughs> now you're cursing up a storm. All the people that see Night Radiant Review, all the other guys that fly planes that don't listen to us are going to listen to us. And now they're going to be like, all these guys do is curse. These heli guys. Well, you can, you can, uh, you can beep me a little beep, you know. Okay. You I'll can have do to that. Beep That's you out. Yeah. You fucking. I can't believe I just bought this plane. What am I thinking? Oh man, these reviews are gonna be uh, painful, man. <laughs> they are. Be like, bye. <laughs> oh, you really like it? Bye. 
<laughs> you know, because I, I I trust your judgment. I trust you know, um, you know, we we've known each other and flew enough. So like, if you're if you think it's a really good plane to fly, then shit, I'll try it. And the worst comes to worst, if I don't like it, I'll sell for a hundred bucks. I don't care. I'll take a yeah. little loss. Um, sell to Muse. Yeah, sell to Muse. Muse will buy it. <laughs> yeah, and if you if you do the mods to it, you can easily sell for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Ah, all right. All right. So I should be getting that within a week. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so where did you get it from? Motion? No, I went to Horizon Hobby. Okay. So I, it's actually pretty cool because, you know, Horizon Hobby accepts um, Affirm. And Affirm is, I don't know for folks who don't know Affirm. Affirm is kind of um, an online loan for a short-term loan. So you could get a loan for like whatever, 100 bucks, 200 bucks. So I got a loan for 179 But if you do three months um, payments of $60 each, it's zero interest. So it's oh, like geez. it's like buying it and just paying it in three months. You know, it's like buying it from a friend and saying, here's 60 bucks every month. But I get it, you know, in a week and it's it's mine and it's brand new. You know what I mean? So, yeah, dude, these reviews are going to kill me now that you've said that. <laughs> so there's a, it's a no brainer. Oh, I mean, well, Horizon Hobbies and a firm has that deal. Now, you can use a firm for BK Hobbies or Motion RC or anyone, but Specifically, Horizon Hobby and Affirm has this partnership where they did that. They do the three months zero interest. So, um, and they do and Affirm. You know, I get these like because I, I've been an Affirm customer for a while doing this. I get, I get like you know, I get promotional deals and stuff. They're like, hey, it's Labor Day, no interest for six months. Right. You right. know, same thing when you have like a Home Depot card, right? Like yep. every so often you get, you know, you spend three hundred dollars, no interest for twelve months or eighteen months. It's shoot, why not, right? Yeah, they're constantly doing that deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just so you know, three months, sixty bucks a pop. I mean, come on, I spend <laughs> as Mark Ritchie. I spend more money on coffee per month than I do <laughs> <laughs> on this plane. So I'm okay with that. You know, well, what I mean? you so, go to Starbucks. So no, no, no. I go issue. to McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts. I go All cheap right. with that. Okay. I don't. I don't actually like Starbucks coffee anymore. It's My just. Um, it's just. I do it because. Hey, if I stop at a rest area and I need coffee, I'm going to get coffee. But I don't even bother thinking about Starbucks. It's always Dunkin' or McDonald's. McDonald's coffee is a dollar. Can't beat that. And it's yeah, good. McDonald's coffee is very good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, McCafe, they, they've stepped up the game with that thing. But anyway. Thanks for our review on coffee. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the next episode. <laughs> review Series Volume 2, coffee. No, but, um, yeah, we'll get, we'll get Mark on the show and talk about coffee and cold brew and stuff. But yeah, no, I did it. It's, it's on, it's going to be on its way. All right, let's move to news and announcements. All right, news. And announcements. All right. I guess I'll do it since... uh, Very good. You know. Andy's Andy's not here. But it helps. I was going to say, but it helps, dude, is not here. (laughs) Oh. Okay. He's working. Uh, He is working, and that's fine. I, you know, work is work. Got to get paid (laughs) so you could support your hobby, right? (laughs) Got to get paid so you can buy shit. Yeah, support your firm bill. (laughs) God, I can't believe I did that. Anyways, what do we got for news and announcements? Bill Ann. I got to say, I got to apologize to Bill and the listeners because I let something slip out a couple episodes ago. I called Bill a douche. Bill, I don't think you're a douche. I love you, Bill. You know that. I might think you're a douche bag, but I don't think you're a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. You're like, you're like part redeemed yourself and then you just put yourself back in the hole. <laughs> well, that's what I do. No, no, Bill. Bill's a good guy, man. He really. Bill is. knows I love him. Yeah, yeah. And I like to joke around. 
Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Bill wanted us to kind of highlight this guy, uh, Quinn. He has what is it? It's basically like a homemade helicopter, right? Yeah, dude. He CNC'd most of this helicopter. Yeah, like he designed it himself. He CNC'd all the metal parts. I think he CNC cut all the car and fiber parts. And he even made his own canopy. Really? Now, see, yes. I didn't know that. Yes. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, which is very impressive that, like, you know, building your own canopy, come on. That's that's not easy task at all all dude building your own helicopter sure Holy sure cow. right but even like even if you could get like over the um like if you're if you're a machinist right building your own helicopter probably isn't that hard of a deal like the designing part sure you got to put some thought into design the layout cg how it actually is put together the weight all of that fun stuff right but then like once you have that instead and you're like okay i need to see and see these blocks and these this frame and this tailbox assembly you know like that part like once you design it the cnc the machinists can do that right like it's not i don't think that's the hard part design right. is definitely going to be the hard part but then the like the creative and like the aptitude you need to do like to make your own canopy because the canopy has to be like in my opinion pretty much perfect or it's not going on the alley, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, it could come off. And yeah. Then you're going to have problems. Yeah. Right, right. It could come Comes off, off or, you know, if it's not like, if it's not well shaped and it's all like wavy and bumpy and disformed, you know, like, forget it. I'd rather fly the alley without the canopy. So I would imagine that he got some of the parts, like the ball links and stuff like that from somebody, right? Did they get into that at all? I would imagine you'd have to, I don't, I couldn't see you cutting those out but i guess you could if you had to find enough cnc machine or something i don't know or made them larger i don't know yeah I'm not but sure. still dude a it's impressive that this guy designed his own helicopter b the freaking video is amazing of him flying this damn thing like this guy can fly the thing too oh yeah 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 for sure that was pretty awesome dude mm-hmm. and just dude and building and getting it all done yeah you know, there's there's definitely talented individuals out there that can do this, and yeah. more power to them, you know? SAB, Matt Botos, look out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. So definitely go check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Yes. Bill, B-I-L-L, space, A-N-N, YouTube. Go check it out. Um, you could Google search him. You'll find it. You can go to YouTube and just search Bill N. You can find it there. You'll see Quinn RC, his uh, video there. And you'll see a lot of other helicopter and airplane videos. So definitely support our friend. He um, takes a lot, of, a lot of time and effort to do this. You know, there's, there's events where Bill doesn't even fly because he's recording so much content for everyone else, for other yeah. companies, other pilots, you know, so... Definitely, um, you know, I don't, you know, he doesn't make really anything from this. So um, support him, subscribe, like, watch his video over and over again until you rack up a million views. So that way he can actually get like a couple bucks for it. Oh, geez. <laughs> Come on. He's got to, I'm, I'm hoping he monetizes his video so he could, you know, if something hits big, like, you know, gets like 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, you know, views, he'll get like, 20 cents or whatever <laughs> whatever youtube pays out i don't know i have he no needs idea. to have women on there flying helicopters with no bras or something like that then he'll get a million hits 
Hmm. You might be onto something there. Yep. <laughs> awesome. What else do we got for uh, news and announcements? Uh, Futaba USA is having a fall sale. Nice. Yep. Uh, from 1029 to 131. Wow. Till the end of January 19. Wow, that's a big sale. That's a, That's like a fall into winter sale. Hmm. That is awesome. Fall into some money and spend it at Futaba. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect for the holidays coming up, right? You know, all the, the wives and girlfriends of uh, the hobbyists or boyfriends, if, if your significant other is into it. Um, go buy some, you know, CGY 760s or maybe some 18MZs or all that fun stuff. That's at FatabaUSA.com. And it says uh, check back regularly for detail details about current promotions awesome. on the main page. Fantastic. Okay. What else do we got here? Uh, you put this here. V-Control Touch Update Sensor Hub, huh? I did, huh? I did not. I think that was oh, Andy. You didn't put that? Oh. So, Andy did that. Yeah. Andy, so what is that about, Andy? Yeah. Tell us. What's the V-Control Touch Update all about? Sensor Hub? Question mark? I don't know. What's a sensor hub? Um, I have no idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. All right. So we'll leave you hanging. That's our cliffhanger for this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave you hanging. <laughs> Come join us next week with Andy on the show, and he can go into it because I have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else we want to mention before we move on to what's next week in the hobby? No, I want to mention this. Uh, I, this struck me as a... Uh, some news and announcements worth worthy material, however you want to say it. Uh, I was at my nephew's first my my nephew's son's first birthday party this weekend, and I started talking to a guy who worked for UPS for like thirty years. Okay, and I told him, yeah, I fly fly helicopters and you know planes, and I told him about the whole like taking you know Congress voting or whatever you know the Senate voting on all okay. this stuff and uh, what's going on with the hobby and stuff like that. And he said, that's interesting because I did see a video when I was working for UPS that had the driver of a car basically out in like Arizona area, driver of a, of a UPS truck, mm-hmm. say he had an hour to go before he got to the town or area where he had four deliveries. He said that along the way, he would stop, roll back the top of the truck and send the drone out to deliver one of the packages as he's on his way. To, to deliver more packages, mm-hmm. the drone's going to be coming back to his yeah. you know, van when he stops and and land and take another. Pa- Basically, like a little satellite drone delivery from a moving van was what their concept was. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but it was a nice video. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny that because um, we hadn't heard that really. I know I don't know if you've heard it. But no, that that definitely seems like insider uh, news right there. <laughs> I, I thought it was you know? from you know factory center is what they always showed. Like Amazon had at the end of the conveyor belt was the drone with the box sure. and they were t- picking it up and flying out. I didn't. No, but it, it didn't makes even sense. think about like yeah having like a satellite delivery guy off of your yeah big brown van. Because if know? you think about it, well, I mean, I think I saw a con- a concept video where there was like a UPS truck driver would drop. This drone would pop out the top, like it would like open or like you know be like a <laughs> kind of like a garage door, like just the top yeah. opens up. A drone comes out, makes a delivery, comes back, parks, and then closes. I've seen a video like that, a concept video a while back. But the idea of him 
deploying the drone while he continues to go in his route is different, right? So he's now a moving yeah. home base, right? So so that drone goes out a mile to, hey, your house, right? But then the, the UPS truck's not there anymore. The UPS truck is at my house delivering a package, and then it has to come back to my house and yeah. deliver and, you know, and land and recharge or whatever it does, right? I'll pick up the next package. Um, it makes actually good sense logistically to do that way just because if you think about all these drones coming from home base, right, like an Amazon warehouse or UPS um, depot, right, what do you think? It's like what's your range, you know? You could go 10-mile yeah. radius or 5-mile radius and have to come back, right, because whatever trip you have to make it out there, you have to make it back. Now think about Okay, this drone is. I'm here in point A. This drone needs to go to point B, but point C is just the double distance of point A to point B. So it would go out there. I would get to point C. It would continue its travel and it would land. So it, you know what I mean? Like it would yeah. logistically, it seems it's smart to do it this way. But it doesn't it seem like more fantasy though? This oh, way? Oh, it like, totally is. It's totally sci-fi yeah, right now. You know, wouldn't your wouldn't your home base? being a permanent fixture be better initially as you as you know as you demo this kind of stuff and like get it into production to have that as you're like hey this is what sure, we're gonna do sure. kind of maybe proof of uh, concept like step two yeah, yeah yeah exactly right like a proof of concept like can this drone go out there avoid everything and drop a package and then come back safely proof of concept sure home base is definitely an easier programming right do you have to do for the uh the intelligence of it right because um, I mean, my initial thought was, okay, this makes sense as to why it would be easier for them to get all of us out of the way, because then the drones wouldn't have to worry about us more or less in, in, in the fact that, you know, he could stop at mile marker three and let it off rather than mile marker six and let it off or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have to think that much. But then again, it's going to have to think to go around airports and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. To, I don't know. It just seems really. Well, far-fetched. I mean. You know, UPS has always been pretty smart about this stuff, right? Like their trucks, right? Their GPS and their trucks were the delivery routes, like try to make as much rights as possible, right? Because, right. you know, that's one of the things he said. He said everything's timed, everything down in a minute. You're scanning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's amazing for that kid. And I loved what GP, what, what UPS did, you know, uh, the kids in college and he comes up with this guaranteed overnight delivery, you know, idea. Everything goes through Atlanta. Everything goes through a hub and they laughed at him. I mean, look at him now. Mm-hmm. And he revolutionized the way we get stuff overnight. You can overnight something. I mean, that was like the 90s, dude. Hey, overnight it. Yeah. That was revolutionary. So they're they're always been on that. And I've heard stories about how, you know, a GPS guy, or I keep saying GPS, but I've heard stories about how a UPS guy will spend money, like, just to get, you know, a crazy amount of money just to make sure the package gets there on time and, you know, just stuff like that. I know they're they're an innovative company. You know, also, you know, as far sure. as they're not just delivering, you know, mm-hmm. but it was an interesting conversation that I had with them for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's good to hear. It's it's interesting to hear that because, it, 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 you know, whether it's public knowledge or not, it's kind of like an insider look yeah. into this, right? Like, you know, from an employee. So, well, I didn't say who. Yeah, don't say yeah. who. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a we have a saying at, at my company that, you know, you don't. Just you know, you don't tell uh, private news like that because loose lips sink ships. <laughs> I think that's the phrase. Yeah. Well, I can say this guy's retired, so he doesn't have to worry about anything. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, you know, what I don't understand is like this whole thing about commercial drone use and the private sector, right? The hobbyists. Like, why can't we close this? Who the hell cares? Our flying fields? Sure, maybe flying at parks might change, right? Because that's like, there's it's a variable. You, you can't tell if someone's going to fly there or not or if a park is a fly zone or not. So, like, okay, but our flying fields, our AMA sanctioned fields, they're on the map. There is it's so like right. what you're gonna UPS is gonna park a FedEx truck. I mean I'm not FedEx. UPS is gonna park their brown <laughs> truck at our field and take off. No, that'll never happen. No. And if they fly over our field, who cares? We avoid things all the time. Not a big deal. Right. And sure, my, why don't you just put them five hundred feet to a thousand? Who cares? Well, and and he brought up a good point, similar to what you brought up when we were talking about it. You know. He was like, well, what happens when it crashes into somebody's Mercedes, you know? who, what, Who's liable then? You know, we're liable. You know, what's going to happen after that? Or if it kills somebody, God forbid, you know? I mean, yeah, the company's liable, right? UPS yeah. is liable. But, I mean, they're also probably a multi-billion dollar company, so you got a team of lawyers and, you know, probably have insurance, so. Yeah, but something dropping out of the sky, killing somebody is... I don't know. I mean, and that might scrap that project forever. Yeah. But they're willing to affect, you know, even just a small group that we are of hobbyists. And they're trying to, and they're lobbying and spending probably hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars lobbying these bills to get passed. Whatever, then. They're, they're committed at that point, in my opinion. Well, don't take this the wrong way. And our listeners shouldn't either. But I really don't think they realize that I think we're a fly. Uh, you know no no we are on on the cow's ass yeah or we are say that you we know are. like they were like really small time and and that's them. okay but that's what yeah. i mean like they're already vested they don't care about us so what do they care if like oh something were to happen i mean they're like you know i'm they're just gonna they're gonna try to mitigate it so it doesn't happen but if something does happen then i'm sure they got insurance and a team of lawyers that will settle it and figure it out yeah you know, it sucks for the person or the Mercedes or your store or your house or anything. Right. But think about it. These things are going to be running what? LiPo batteries? Right? Yeah. Right? Isn't that yep. the golden standard of any type of RC flight to run LiPo batteries? So they're running like, I don't know, say 50,000 milliamp batteries, right? To go the distance they need on this big, you know, huge, you know, 1200 millimeter frame, you know, uh, X8s yeah, or whatever, it's be right? A large, or or yeah, it's maybe hex hex 6s or whatever, right? It's going to be humongous. Right. They're going to need humongous batteries, right? You see Bobby Watts' video. He packs huge, yep. huge batteries in his uh, drones, right, that he, he produces. So that comes down and crashes into your house or into your garage and then fucking lights your house on fire or your garage on fire, <laughs> you know? Like LiPo batteries, when they get punctured, they blow up. They fizz out so much smoke and flames i mean you know they don't boom but they they light shit on fire and start fires and and i was a firefighter a little couch fire in like a minute the whole room is flashing over oh yeah you know so what do you think is gonna happen to your garage or a house when you have five foot flames coming out of these batteries well maybe they thought about maybe they haven't maybe this is all gonna be scrapped when the first incident happens you know during testing who knows? It could be another Google product. Google's big on that. They put all this money and time into products like Google Glasses, and then, well, yeah, this doesn't work. Fuck it. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, what happened to those? Yeah. You know? I was worried I'd be driving around with people wearing those things. Yeah. Right? I mean, AR isn't really going away, right? Like, alter reality. It's not really going away. You have video games with it, and, and you can do it with your phone and stuff, and Pokemon Go and all that stuff, right? Um, right. But, but full-time AR like that? Yeah, I don't know. You know? Are you going to see people walking around? Maybe something like the Snapchat glasses, but that's a little different, I guess, you know? That's- yeah, that's called schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so it's, it'll be interesting times. We'll see. Only time will tell, right? We're not going to know right. what these companies do. They don't. We don't really get the 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 um, the memo, right? Quote, unquote, you know, the company memo. Until then, be excellent to each other and party on, dude. <laughs> That's all you can do. Party on, Wayne. Party on, dude. All right, cool. So what's next for you in the hobby? Well, we got the uh, end of summer fun fly that we've been trying to get end in. End of summer slash Halloween, yeah. Slash Halloween slash soon-to-be Thanksgiving fun fly. I know. Because <laughs> it's been raining every Saturday. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, it's supposed to, I don't want to say this, but it's supposed to rain again. I know it's early in the week. We're recording this on Tuesday. And is it supposed to rain on Saturday? Like right now? Yeah. Oh, well. Sundays. Sunday looks better. Saturday looks like sixty percent chance of rain. So hopefully, we won't get rained out again. And why don't they just why don't they just make it on Sunday, like a rain date on know. Sunday instead of rain date of next week? Like, I'm just curious. I don't know. I could I could talk to Eric or one of the club guys. You know. Yeah, I don't know, dude. But okay, so yeah, club fun fly on fun fly on Saturday. I gotta I gotta check my sim again because I don't know if it's working yet or not. I sent a AccuRC an email and mm-hmm. I last I checked I didn't get a response yet back. Um, it was pretty simple. It was just like, hey, you know the the sim is doing this. I'll read it to you. The sim gray screen trailing mouse. Hey guys, I have a gray screen and trailing mouse when I try to fly. I try to reinstall, still the same. I have updated all my drivers. Uh, Nvidia, and uh, basically said, "I miss my sim!" <laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah, I'm curious what's going on. Mine's working. Yeah, you have the alpha, right? You said. Yeah, and mine was doing like that weird jittering, but I, I noticed what it was. I figured out what it was. This is my settings on the camera view. When I did um, not not pilot view, but the ground view or ground pilot view, or whatever it's called. I had like the zoom way too high and the the tracking speed way too high, and so it was like jittering everywhere. But as soon as I turned those two down, I was like, "Oh, it's working again." It is lagging for me though, like video lagging, where I'm like, "Bang, bang, bang, move, move, maneuver, maneuver, maneuver," and then I was like, "Crash!" I'm like, "Why did I?" Oh yeah, I, I it was delayed. Like, you know, I was correcting where the helicopter didn't need correcting anymore. I noticed that my tail was getting jittery when the USB cable was kind of half in, half out. Well, I mean, that, well, intermittent connection, that would, that sounds like the problem. Yeah. It could cause yeah, that. That issue. was happening to me, but I, I, I know what you're saying, but it only happened to like one, one or two times to me. Hmm. But that connection's kind of, it's iffy. You know, I use just a regular USB cable mm-hmm. and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not really, you know, pushed in and, uh, a great fit it kind of i think it can fall out at any given time you know you know what that's that sounds like then sounds like i need to get a mini v bar just for simming because you get a load v sim on it and wirelessly sim oh man and it's kind of annoying like like andy was saying like why broadcast 
But if the cable's getting annoying, shoot, then I'd rather broadcast, you know? Yeah. You know? I won't charge my thing, but whatever. I mean. Because I haven't been able to get involved with the sim post that you posted about simming. Yeah. Come on. I even posted Javier's video. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. He he emailed us. I posted up there. So. Well, if I get a damn sim working, I'll post something. I know. Part of me, like, because I want to online sim with you guys so badly, I'm like, Fuck, man, maybe I should just bust out the real flight. <laughs> at least I'll get it loaded on my new PC, my new gaming machine, right? Like, at least get that loaded on there and and bust out my DX now to IntelliLink or whatever that thing's called. <laughs> well, let me see if I hear back from them. Maybe I got to try the Alpha or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. All right, cool. What else you got going on? That's it, man. All right. That's as, as far as I know, that's it. Yeah, for me, um, co- yeah, the fun fly on Saturday. I'm going to try to make it. I can't make any promises yet, you know. I'm going to work on the F-16 some more. I'm going to work on that Goblin 700 comp, Thunder Sport, whatever. Whatever, it's a hybrid. It's going to have a comp tail on it. It's weird. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try Hopefully to get... you'll see it at night. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't care. I'll reuse the boom, you know. I'm okay with that. But, uh, yeah, get that going up. I did buy the three-bladed tail for that, too. <laughs> I got nice. I got to go with the three bladed tail and all my helis. Yeah, that looks so cool. I have to see how I'm gonna how I could retrofit one on the Goblin 500. It's different diameter, like the uh, the tail shaft, so that's why I don't think it's possible. But that would be cool if I could get a three bladed tail on that on a Goblin 500. Um, try to try, try to fly, try to sim, you know, try to get this F16 done. Oh, the Tortuga launcher. I need to build that. I need to build it. But that plane is ready to go, and only thing I'm, I'm missing is a launcher. So um, maybe I'll, I'll try to work on that maybe this week or maybe this weekend. Cool, man. All right, so let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. Are we going to pull the same stuff you pull on me when I'm not here? Like, we're not going to do the Facebook comments or, or anything like that? No, because Andy doesn't do any of those, really. It's you and I that kind of... Andy! You know? Andy, you're killing me, man. You're killing me, So man. it doesn't really apply because... Andy, do what you do. But it helps. <laughs> okay. Well, he's going to kill you when he yeah, comes back. He is. When he listens to this, he's like, fucking Steve. <laughs> and there you go. You're going to have to beat that again. All right. So Facebook likes. We are at 828 likes. That's plus two new likes this week. Oh, nice. you will have to definitely cue the music for this one. At least a second name. I apologize. In Mr. Advance. Sinlinen. I will, so the first thing is pretty easy. So we have Darren Lee. Thank you for having a simple name. Darren Lee. And then we have some, <laughs> some, some deg, some deg, Nidi. That's not bad. It's for a thousand vowels and consonants. I, I, I bet you it's completely wrong. Um, I would love to see what your name is phonetically to see how to pronounce it. Let me know. Somedage? Is it is it J at the end? That, like jidge or I don't know. Somedage? Or is it silent? Is it somedy? Tumron Granginity. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Alright. Let's see. Facebook comments. What do we got? Well dude, I'm I'm really quick. I guess I'm a little biased. I posted uh, a picture a few pictures of my speed tank coming along and Andy Ross? posted that thing looks awesome kyle Gaines said are those new treads you printed they look like they should have some bite and i explained yeah i did every other one and he said cool i've heard you talk about it on the podcast it's cool to see it looks like it'll be a blast 
Musamil Abazi posted, that's great, dude. Walt Rager gave me the sheep uh, with the thumbs up from Wallace and Gromit. You think I don't know what that is? Walt, I know exactly what that is. Mark Ritchie said, that's freaking awesome, Kev. What size is it? Can you take another photo with your radio or Coke can? Just like I was saying earlier to give some perspective to it. So, yeah, I'll do that and see if I can post it. I posted, who flies Nitro here? And Kellen said, I do. Rather, I pretend to. Wayne Slider Watts says, same here. I have a Kyosho Nexus. Tired. Tried this weekend to get her in the air, but when throttling up, it keeps on sputtering and slowing down until it eases off and speeds up a bit, but won't lift off. I prefer Nitro as well. Makes it feel more real. I said it sounds like you're too rich. Um, and then he said, I wish I knew how to sort it. Well, Google it. Thanks. I said, watch Tim Jones' Nitro tuning videos. Good basics of Nitro tuning. Uh, thanks for this first Nitro helicopter. So Unknown Waters. Uh, definitely reach out to McToon, too, because he is uh, Mr. McToon, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. So It's in his name, McToon. Yeah. Uh, Tom Shin had a po- picture of his. It uh, looks like an N7. With some smoke action. Uh, TJ said, used to. Now it's Nitro Control Line. And I was like, hey, Nitro's Nitro. Control Line to Airplane, a heli. You know, we all burn Nitro and love to smell of Nitro in the morning. So, and he was like, yes. I thought we were just talking RC helis. Wink. <laughs> yeah. I think he's uh, trolling us a little there. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's trolling you, dude. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of comments too. on your tank. I'm trying to think. Actually, no, I didn't post a video of me flying here. It must be on a different... Oh, I think I just posted that on, like, RC Heli Hangouts or um, the Nitro group, the Nitro Heli's group. Sweet. And I see I see people are still posting comments on your uh, 380 to 420 stretch conversion video. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You got thumbs up. Okay. Let's go to website comments then. Website comments... Monetize your podcast with Dynamo. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's all I saw. We got some comments through Podbean, though. All right. So, people of Podbean. What do we have? People of Podbean. See how long it's been? I don't even have Podbean up here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't I just do this last week? We had some activity. Tired Iron GRB started following us. Mike Welch started following us. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Jeep World 2002, our buddy Kevin, uh, haven't heard from him in a while. I was hoping he was all right. Uh, he liked episode 148, Mike Welch, Mike Welch. So did SCS Sniper 74 and Brian McCord 60. And Brian McCord 60 also liked episode 147, catching up with Ed Johnson. Nice. So thanks, everybody. Thanks. Okay, so, yeah, four days ago, Jared um, messaged us through Podbean. says, it was I keep on getting this messed up. Jared's going to kill me. It, <laughs> it wasn't a botched auto. It wasn't a broken link. It was a ball link that came out. That's what it was. Damn it, Steve. I know, I know. Red Loctite. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I've never had a ball link come out even with blue Loctite, though. It's quite interesting. Um, and I know he had a, quite a bit of flights on it. I don't think it was, like, you know, a couple of flights. So... Yeah, but Ballin came out. That's what it was. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Jeep Pro 2002, four days ago, said, Great episode, guys. Can't believe Winter Wind is here. Couple emoji yeah. faces. Totally bummed, borderline depressed. I don't know why you're depressed. Who cares about the Winter Winds? Who cares about the cold temperature? Go fly. Just send it. Hot apple cider. Hot apple cider helps. <laughs> and fireball whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, encourage any drinking and flying, but 
Just saying. Um, Entwerky Barry 87. N T E W K S B A R Y 87. 17 hours says, I want to go to Orlando to see Tarek this December, but I don't know when to take the time off. Work for it. So, uh, OHP, or not OHP, it's, um, the not OHP. Yeah, the not OHP or the, uh, the winter bash, I think it's called. Yeah. It's the first weekend of December. So, whatever that. Well, is it, is it the first, second, and third? Or is it the 7th, 8th, and 9th? Oh, 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's not the first weekend then. Okay, yeah, it's the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Alrighty then. And wait, let me double check. I feel like now I'm, you got me thinking. Let me double check because I think I'm coming back on the 8th, and I hope not. And it is December 7th through 9th. Some bitch. I might not be able to make it then. No? No, because I think we're coming back on the 8th. Well, if it's the 7th, I'll just drive up there and I'll I'll see everybody on Friday. Okay. That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to do. Do what you got to do, bro. You don't have to do what you got to do, but it helps. <laughs> and then uh, Mike Welch, seven Man, He's going to kill me. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to, yeah, he's going to. Mess both of us up. Uh, Mike Welch, seven hours ago, says, Thanks, guys, for having me on. On Was a tough night on my end with coming down with a cold, but had a great time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Appreciate you uh, coming on when you're not even feeling too well. But it was cool. It was good. Yeah. Mike is the man. Yeah. That's all we have for People of Podbean. iTunes reviews, you say? Yeah. What about iTunes reviews? There's nothing new on iTunes. God, do I gotta like pay people to freaking post iTunes reviews? <laughs> you can pay me. You already posted one. Yeah, but I can make up another fake name or account or something. Oh, now you're padding the numbers. Oh. No, I would never do that. No, 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 no. Just the first time. Yeah, just the first time. Just one time. I would never do that again. Yes. Yeah. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.show. Dot show. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hey, Chris Reibert. Chris has been... Quite the planker lately. Yes, I was going to say quite <laughs> the, the airplane guy, but yeah, quite the planker. Yeah, he um, just posted gassers a Gassers and yeah, yeah, and he has like... He looks like he's working with Jersey modelers and some stuff because his picture's on, <laughs> on the product, so... No yeah. nitro. No, no, gassers, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, good for um, him, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Flight Test Forums, off-the-field audio-video production, other than Flight Test Podcast, free 4 podcast sitting next to our friends, the FD Community Cast. Hey, Mike and Pat, and I have to say, a shout-out to our buddy Dave, but I also have to say that mm-hmm. they got back together, FT Community Cast, and did a podcast just recently, them hanging out uh, on the road to Flight Fest Texas, yeah. which is probably happening right now as the podcast comes out. Yep. So hey Mikey, sent him a text and uh just saying we missed him and you know yeah. we sh- we shout him out every show and hope they can get back in front of the microphone more frequently. Seems like they're gonna. Yeah, man. Awesome. So that's cool. Cool. RC Heli Hangouts that forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section podcast corner, free for RC podcast sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey Walt Ned. Full pitch podcast. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> I just love saying that. Yeah, Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> um, Frank Mordeos and Scott. Yeah, Scott. Uh, Scott Lower, and then we have Telerotor Podcast, which oh, is yeah. oh yeah, come on, come uh, on, come on. Michael Shaggy Parker, um, Michael something something, 
And, Michael Grumpy DePaulo. <laughs> and um, the other guy. Robert. Rob. Robert Megaphone Monty. Monty. Yes. Why can I never remember those guys? I don't, I don't know. know. Do I need I'm to sorry, write guys. here? <laughs> it's like the three tenors, you know? Sure. This guy, that guy, and the other guy. Yeah. And Pavarotti. That's it. Pavarotti. <laughs> Who cares about the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'm uh, a mess, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Okay. And then our, they're not on the forums, but our good friends, the BKRC podcast. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bert and Kyle. Bert and Kyle. Sorry. Uh, and then our friends, the the high watts, the high voltage. High voltage. Yeah, Bobby Watts. With Bobby. Yes. Yep. Awesome. All right. Some great stuff out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So so give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about this uh, review series. Um, we're we're going to definitely have a couple more lined up uh, right off the bat. And we are gonna, you know, I know, I know, folks have been kind of asking, hey, you know, we need to get some more guest hosts on there, you know, and uh, in a couple of weeks we will have, uh, we'll have a couple of, of our friends. Uh, you mentioned them a couple of weeks ago. Um, Derek Chekis and Drew Robinson is gonna be on. Oh, so that's sweet! Gonna, so that's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have, I don't know. What, <laughs> I'm gonna get all girly and giggly. I'm gonna be like all fanboyish. You're like, <laughs> okay, no, probably for that. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but definitely give us feedback about this, about the review series. Let us know what you think. If you like the format, if you think, um, if we need to change something or maybe add another category that you want to hear us talk about with yeah. the review process, right? Like the tech tips we just figured out today in this episode. Something like that would be perfect. So, let us yeah. know. Okay. Thanks to our yeah. listeners. Free air skies. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Next time, bye bye. I will not be reviewing a my pillow because it sucks. Oh, does it? it? I can't stand it. I tried it once. It's great if you want to wake up. And-